book three chapter nine of the spy company a story of the mexican war by archibald clavering gunter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by john brandon book three frontier chivalry chapter nine the passions of the prairie the fifes and drums are sounding the reveille and the bugles boots and saddles from taylor's camp as hampton pauses with his outfit in the rear of the goliad house thinking it wisest that his exodus with his fair charge should be unnoticed his cavalada consists of a mule and four mustangs including the black mare selected from miss godfrey these are all caparisoned in mexican style though the trappings on estrella's steed are of somewhat lighter material and more ornamental workmanship than the others to each saddle is attached that useful article for prairie travel the lasso the pack mule which is the regulation mexican article as regards temper stubbornness and intelligence bears also the regulation mexican pack saddle and is haltered so as to be led by mr love both frontiersmen are in full array of the backwoods sombreros and buckskin suits each of their belts holding a brace of heavy revolvers and a long buckhorn-handled bowie knife hampton in addition has two big dragoon six-shooters in his holster but to leave his arm free for the assistance and guidance of miss godfrey has his rifle slung cavalry fashion over his back wild harry carries his long kentucky weapon western style across the pommel of his saddle as miss godfrey has promised she doesn't keep them waiting him jones immediately makes his appearance from the back door of the goliad house carrying the young lady's bundles which he proceeds to adjust onto the pack saddle of the mule the animal as usual flinging his heels about and cutting up in true borough fashion as this is being done two putative indian girls make their appearance and come timidly out of the hotel they are miss godfrey and her attendant zelma gee hosh nebuchadnezzar remarks mr love under his voice and immediately slings estrella's maid with free and easy hand upon her saddle and arranges it for her while hampton with somewhat more ceremony assists miss godfrey to mount man fashion to the dainty black mare he has selected for her on it estrella makes a very pretty indian picture the soft fawn skin of her tunic which reaches somewhat below the knees outlines her rounded graces of bust and shoulders from beneath its skirts are poked out very diffidently tight buckskin leggings that as they taper into the little beaded indian moccasins display beauties hitherto unknown to the ardent frontiersman you look quite active and frontier-like he says reassuringly as he gazes at the girl who hangs her head bashfully oh i feel light as a fawn remarks the dainty equestrienne then adds gratefully thank you 
the stirrup leathers are just right and asks what do you call my mare as she caresses the graceful black head which is turned towards her mulefoot says the frontiersman my what a funny name why do you call her that because her hooves are formed like a mule's which makes her more sure-footed for your journey answers the ranger patting the mare's graceful neck also like all true horsemen he loves the faithful companions of his adventures and his forays pistols all right he asks earnestly yes uh i think so i loaded them as you instructed me very carefully she remarks as hamden draws the five shooters from the cases in which they are lying on the ground and examines them carefully but i didn't know exactly how to wear them i'll show you as he places the belt about her he suddenly pauses and laughs i reckon this is all of a foot too big for you making the necessary hole in the leather he buckles it about the young lady's delicate waist blushing like a boy as he does so you've had plenty to eat he asks oh yes pork dodgers chicken fixins dough doings and sausages she replies mr jones took very good care of me then they ride away for harry love has been equally expeditious estrella waving a hand laden with grateful thanks towards him jones who having no hat upon his head pulls his forelock and says bless your eyes miss tell your dad him jones has not forgotten him and getting into his house mutters how could i forget jim godfrey when he did me in a horse trade hampton and his party don't take the main street of the town but ride around its outskirts the ranger not wishing grease her eyes to see he has the embarrassment of women in his convoy out of the town they take the well-beaten trail that leads them along the higher lands a little above the shores of the bay westward towards the ferry on the nueces river reaching this in about three-quarters of an hour they find the ferry has been used in bringing droves of cattle to taylor's army still in operation here under some oaks and cottonwoods they line the river banks they await the return of the boat which is a big scow now on the other side of the river guided by means of a rope cable stretched across the stream it is coming back to their side laden with cattle as they stand watching it a mexican lolls on the bank smoking a cigarette and lazily gazes at it also you're awaiting to take the ferry senor says hampton pleasantly to the man no senor i am here to help drive that band of steers when it is landed to the commissariat's office of the yankee army the mexican points to his horse that at some little distance is wandering about haltered by his lariat cropping the grass of the prairie though the grazing is not over good the ground having been beaten and trampled by the hoofs of the many cattle 
that have crossed in the last few months to feed uncle sam's soldiers as hampton is about to saunter indifferently towards this animal the man springing up says eagerly with the politeness of his nation pierre a fumar caballero proffering a handful of cigarettes conguesto senor replies the texan accepting the offer with equal politeness lighting up he takes a few careless steps towards the horse then turns away and apparently no more interested in the mexican goes to chatting with miss godfrey asking her how she has passed the night in the goliad house rather peculiarly rejoins the young lady i had a visit from the dancing girl who came over and sang to me and told me of her curious history and unhappy life at this hampton looks astonished then slightly concerned and asks rather sharply what did you tell her oh the details of our trip how in the goodness of your heart you had offered notwithstanding the urgency of your ride to san antonio to take me through the dangers of the prairie to my father's ranch then estrella's face grows radiant she asks eagerly don't you think my father may be now at his hacienda when he found i would not join him there her eyes have tender tears in them she murmurs oh if i could see him at once upon arrival to this the texan answers nothing but hurries their embarkation on the ferry-boat which has by this time reached their side of the river under his directions the crossing is rapidly achieved hampton urging the ferrymen to their work by what would seem to miss godfrey an almost too liberal reward did it not speed her towards her father's arms during their water excursion a shadow seems to cross once or twice hampton's well-controlled features he appears to be in deep thought the moment they have landed on the north bank of the nueces he takes love with them out of earshot of the young women and says did you see that mexican on the other side of the river of course cap took a pretty good look at him too did you notice anything peculiar about him nothing particular regulation greasy regulation dirty regulation soft voice regulation snake yes but his horse had a brand on it only used south of the rio grande replies hampton in fact about the brand that would be on one of canali's or carabijol's horses carabijol himself was in corpus christi only a day or two ago his band can't be any farther away then it'll keep em safe from taylor's outpost probably about west of here then we better travel quick mutters harry now we've got women with us perfectly right hampton steps to miss godfrey and looking out over the prairie which now towards the west and north is only bounded by the horizon though dotted with its clumps of timber he says we're about a hundred miles from your father's rancho on a course a little west of north i've marked it on this pocket compass keep that with you in case by any accident you are separated from me or lost on the prairie follow the direction marked on this compass and don't turn away from it remember that 
your life may depend upon it then he calls harry harry have you given to zelma that pocket compass marked as i told you and the proper directions yes cap i told her that as we came along how does she ride quite well for a love was going to say yaller girl but the beauty of the octoroon makes him say for a woman well her horse is all right i had the negro boy last night accustom it to skirts now follow along and the captain rides quickly by miss godfrey's side out upon the prairie heading slightly to the west of north i want to get inland he says so that when we strike the next stream we'll be high enough up it to find a ford i don't want to make you swim it on horseback so the mustangs lope over the prairie which begins to seem boundless to miss godfrey as the bay of corpus christi has entirely passed from her sight and now on all sides lying before her is a sea of green dotted here and there with moats or islands of trees of various kinds pecans plums live oaks and sycamores just springing into their full foliage the morning mist spreading over it makes the scene weirdly fantastic as they pass great clumps of live oak covered with the long bearded moss peculiar to the southern states in the midst of the morning these masses of timber assume fantastic shapes and curious tints sometimes looking like medieval castles at others gleaming palaces of silver then glowing red and gold beneath the southern sun that is rising over them and dispelling the fog soon the whole park-like landscape under its beams becomes warm and bright and radiantly soft suddenly estrella utters an exclamation of delight the sea of green is changing into an endless sea of flowers yellow violet red and blue myriads of lovely prairie roses asters dahlias and tuberoses give out their perfumes to her open nostrils and their variegated colors to her admiring eyes boundless the flowery ocean spreads before her broken here and there by the green islands of trees from which issue the songs of myriads of birds orioles and cardinals and chaparral cocks giving out their morning welcome to the sun it is a bright march morning on the texas prairies the green tree motes are made beautiful by clinging grapevines everywhere and some of them are thickets of fruit trees plums and wild peaches covered with colored blossoms that foretell a harvest of luscious fruit there is no sweeter morsel to the human tongue than the wild southwestern plum enchanted by the sight the girl goes to prattling merrily as she rides beside the rather stern-faced texan ranger whose eyes the sharp ones of the scout seem to be restlessly inspecting and investigating every feature of the changing landscape i had quite a curious episode in the goliad house last night captain hampton she says what was it asked the ranger eagerly oh him jones's cat she laughs 
the canvas ceiling over my head had holes in it it was wonderfully weird to see the pussy's paws come through these holes when she would lose her footing as she made an all-night's hunt for the rats and mice that scrambled about over my head i would have been frightened if i hadn't become a frontier girl poor zelma was terrified at the creature then miss godfrey whispers from what mr jones said to me and from the direction you gave my maid yesterday you must have known of her foolish escapade with mr yazoo sam please don't mention it to my father if you meet him hampton glances back at the octoroon whose handsome though delicately voluptuous figure is well displayed by the buckskin tunic and some stories that he has heard of jim godfrey coming into his mind he says pointedly most certainly thank you captain hampton returns estrella adding earnestly i don't want you to have a bad opinion of zelma she doesn't deserve it and as they ride along she tells him of her maid's devotion in following her from new york as his companion talks she gives many glimpses of her lovely soul and the texan captain grows even more tender to this beautiful creature who is so dependent upon him for protection even as he listens to her his every sense is on the alert to keep her very safe but the scene made pleasant by the low songs of hummingbirds and the humming of innumerable bees elates the girl and makes her confident she says this is one of the flower prairies of which you told me on the steamboat isn't it captain hampton and looking around cries as if there could be danger here just then there is a little scare a few paces to one side of her for answer the ranger silently points towards a cactus bush she gives a little scream of horror and shudders heavens and earth isn't that a, a rattlesnake yes you see it isn't all quite as secure as it looks there are other beasts that will do you to death in those cane brakes he points to his right hand where a line of timber indicates a water course at night you'll hear the howling of the jaguars in that chaparral and even now listen you notice the rooting and grunting that comes from the little wild hog the peccary as plucky a brute as walks the earth kill one and you've got to slay the whole drove or they'll tear you in pieces as sure as they've white tusks under the frontiersman's instructions the girl becomes impressed also with the animal life about her his quick hand indicating them she notices the innumerable deer that they disturb grazing some of their herds numbering hundreds they have ridden not more than three hours when hampton says i reckon we'd better stop and give you a rest why i'm not tired she answers rather indignantly i'm accustomed to horseback exercise yes but your maid isn't he replies besides this is the proper time and place to rest our horses we won't go on until the extreme heat of the day is past with this he calls to love harry best get something nice for the young lady to eat sartin sure replies the ranger 
and turns his horse off towards the line of timber that indicates a little watercourse a few minutes after by a little rivulet that runs slowly over the level prairie hampton stops his cavalcade and assisting miss godfrey and zelma from their mustangs he places some blankets in a little secluded nook under a cottonwood and says take a siesta while i fix things gazing out from her leafy bower estrella can see the easy grace with which he hitches the animals by their riatas in such manner that they can get plenty of good grazing and taking their baggage off the pack mule makes preparations for a midday camp kindling in a hollow a fire of dry wood so as to give out as little smoke as possible zelma has proffered her assistance but hampton says to her considerately no you're too tired my poor girl do what you can for your mistress and then lie down yourself i can get a frontier meal a good deal easier than you can he is busied about these things as wild harry comes loping up on his mustang carrying in his hand a fine young wild turkey across his saddle hangs a two-pronged buck reckon here are some nice things for your white teeth he chuckles to miss godfrey this gobbler is as tender as chicken then cries let me do the chores cap while you rummage up some sweet doings for the prairie princess with this mr love goes to butchering and dressing the game half an hour afterwards miss godfrey aroused from her siesta to be astounded at a backwoods meal didn't know you could get such nice things on the prairie did you try your teeth on this ere venison steak no filled up on turkey remarks wild harry during the repast keep a hole in ye for the strawberries strawberries yes and honey look here and the frontiersman laughs as hampton produces from a lot of big leaves into which he has gathered them a pile of freshly plucked red juicy prairie strawberries that have ripened under the southern sun and and honey says the young lady her pearly teeth crunching some combs full of sweetness why yes remarks wild harry bless your heart didn't you know every tenth tree about here is a bee tree didn't you hear hummin nuff in the air why you'd go through the prairies and starve to death with plenty round ye during this hampton has said little some problem of travel apparently being in his mind but miss godfrey has several times turned grateful eyes upon the texan captain not only for the consideration with which he has anticipated her every want but for the generous courtesy that zelma has received at his hands her maid's comfort being looked after as carefully as if the octoroon were a fine lady consideration of zelma puts an idea into her mistress's vivacious brain she turns to wild harry and asks a slight hesitancy in her manner and almost a pleading in her voice mr love you know my father very well is he a very stern and severe man why bless ye he's as kind a fellow as ever was good to a frontier boy answers harry so enthusiastically that miss godfrey's face lights up with pleasure she nods smilingly at zelma 
whose eyes have grown very anxious at her mistress's question and cries reassuringly you see as they finish the meal hampton suggests we'd better cook enough to last us for a day or two by tonight we'll be getting in the range of the comanches coming up from foray across the rio grande and it may not be prudent to light a fire i saw what were smoke signals i think to the north of us so did i cap returns wild harry but didn't cackle about it reckonin they were mirages of course they were very faint and i may have been mistaken they must have been nearly thirty miles away replies hampton but it's best to be safe his glance has concern in it as he turns to miss godfrey and says i don't want to alarm you but you should know what may be before you as he leads her horse up to her estrella holds out her little moccasin to place it in his hand for him to put her in the saddle but he astonishes her by saying it would be more than pleasant to do you the service miss godfrey but i want you to learn to take care of yourself here so you won't assist me into the saddle she asks a slight mole giving piquancy to her face on the prairie a woman who can't mount a horse by herself is at times mighty helpless just try to get on your mare man fashion so as to be independent of me he holds mulefoot very carefully and instructs her how to put her foot in the stirrup and swing herself into the saddle after a little he suggests do it without my holding your mare do it all by yourself as if you were out alone in the wilderness in a few essays miss godfrey succeeding in this he says with a slight sigh now you're more backwoods but this lesson in equestrianism has been a very pleasant one to the riding master several times his hand has touched that of his fair pupil yes i feel as if civilization were a hundred thousand miles away from me cries the girl wild turkeys and deer some day you must teach me to shoot with a rifle so i can do my own hunting the some day seems very pleasant to hampton it suggests that the beautiful creature by his side thinks he will not pass out of her life entirely with this prairie ride then the words of pelham the dragoon come back to him and make the future look very blank he calls shortly love have you put zelma into the saddle next suddenly exclaims where's wild harry mr love rode back on the trail answers the octoroon and i did not hear his horse's hoofs mutters the texan ranger in a dazed way what's come into my ears miss godfrey who is already mounted is blushing slightly the next moment hampton is once more alert if love rode back on the trail he's seen something he says as he hastily swings zelma into her saddle and goes to packing the mule with a cool but wonderful dexterity this he has not finished before love makes his appearance riding in from behind a timber moat he cries cap there's somebody coming after us along the trail who can't tell how many only one are you sure there's only one 
certain as i'm chawin tobacky it's too far off for me to make him out but i can see him every time he gets out into the air line as he passes the timber very well we'll wait for him says hampton laying his hand upon miss godfrey's bridle for she has rather timidly and excitedly started to ride off don't you think harry and i are good for one he laughs yes for twenty of them she answers confidently just ride back harry a little bit and see who it is and also that there is no one following him be mighty careful of that directs hampton and finishes leisurely the packing of the mule five minutes after wild harry rides in again he says golly here's news for ye there are more following him asks hampton quickly and springs into his saddle no but perhaps thar ought to be chuckles love sure as snakes ain't gators it's a woman that's trailing us you're crazy no i ain't i'm only cute i can see the flopping of her skirts a minute or two afterwards hampton returning from personal observation says blazes you're right then mutters in perturbed tones it's carmelita the the dancing girl ejaculates miss godfrey a curious look coming over her face and jumpin jericho how she is comin can't keep away from ye cap can she cries love jovially didn't i tell ye miss godfrey he were always ace high with womenkind at this estrella can see the texan ranger bite his lip beneath his mustache and give mr love a decidedly unpleasant glance for his panegyric as he directs sharply take post upon our back trail and see no cursed greasers are sneaking after her she's hand in glove with half the bandits on the border as wild harry turns his mustang away carmelita dashes past him bringing with her into this quiet green prairie glade passion undisciplined unbridled mounted upon a mustang whose sides are throbbing and whose parched tongue is hanging out between his lips the perspiration and dust of rapid travel upon her excited and piquant features she sharply reins up her steed upon his haunches before the texan and pants thank god i've i've overtaken you here miss godfrey is almost shocked at the sternness with which hampton greets the dancing girl well what are you following us for asked the ranger captain coldly and shortly oh dios mio you speak in that tone to me when i've ridden risking my life to save yours wails the girl still struggling for breath santos you're cruel her dark brown eyes blaze in a kind of agony to save my life what do you mean this answers carmelita a low despairing misery in her liquid voice and her speech broken in its english accent by the terrible exertion of her ride and perchance the excitement that is in her this last night an espia of carabajol he came to me he say catch her the american heiress go over to the goliad house 
and see who rides with her on the prairie to-morrow and if she is easy prey then i go over i ask i inquire and you have told god forgive you screams estrella no i go back i say it is no good the yankee donna has two companies of dragoons to ride with her to san antonio taylor's boys that you fear to myself i say hampton goes with her now i have saved him there will be no pursuit but this morning i find the espia he is so cunning he has discovered that only two men go with the americana he doesn't know what two men or perhaps he be frightened but the man from the ferry that he keep there to find out come riding back and tell him only two caballeros ride with the american girl the damned cigarette smoker mutters love who is not out of earshot wah when i draw bead on him he'll watch the ferry over the jordan he will then when the spy here breaks out carmelita he ride to the west you know what that means carabagiol is there Ocanales with their cruel ranchero lancers how many asked hampton oh a hundred perhaps perhaps more too many for two men no matter how brave so as soon as the spy is out of sight i ride ride to save you to tell you that's all and you've treated me cruelly now i go back no you won't go back commands hampton not over that prairie alone unattended believe me i thank you bah thank her cries carmelita waving her hand savagely at miss godfrey who is gazing with distressed eyes upon the scene then she continues desperately it is but a three hours ride i must get back and be dancing my bolero in the bella union should the espia guess that i have warned you it would be my death not only his machete but the knife of every bandit in northern mexico would be sharpened for my heart yes i think you're about right remarks hampton after a moment's consideration if you're sure you can return i must i dare not stay even you my brave texan captain couldn't protect me from canales and carabagiol because you couldn't be everywhere i must go adios next time a woman risks her life for you don't look at her coldly and say why do you follow me even if my coming make the girl whom you cannot look in the face jealous of me this northern lily i had meant to betray but when it gave my handsome texan ranger to death then caramba i had a conscience for one moment she makes a picture of passion tremendous despairing helpless but very lovely in the gaudy trappings of the mexican horsewoman as she sits like a portion of her steed her eyes glowing yet sorrowful as they rest on hampton and sighs dios de mio alma 
corrido corrido mio the next she cries savagely vamos claps her spurs into her horse and dashes back along the trail towards the south end of chapter nine recording by john brandon